Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today, I'm very honored to have a special guest with us. We have Miss Yelena Basrak, and she is like a parenting guru. She helps women to really tap into their intuitive parenting skills. And I'm very excited to hear what she has to say today because, as you know, parenting right now is not particularly easy because of COVID and everything that is happening. So I cannot wait to uh, really dive into this conversation. Welcome today with us here. Welcome. Thank you, Melissa. I'm really happy to be here. And yeah, I'm going to dive into some interesting topics. I think, today. Yeah, I'm so excited to um, hear what you have to say to us about parenting in these days. Um, my parent, my children are actually 19, but I would have loved to have had somebody to bounce ideas off of or have some tips when they were growing up. So why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and then how is it that you help parents? Yes. So why I actually started doing this is because I myself struggled a lot as a young mom. I didn't have much support. Um, I was a single mom at first and I went through a lot of um, struggles with my own son who had eczema and lots of allergies, which we didn't know at the time. And so I had to really struggle to kind of find what was really working. And um, I did some trainings here and there to really help me through to guide him, which then seeing his transformation and my transformation just made me really want to inspire other parents. And I do focus on moms, but it's really just parents in general. We do have such a big um, role because we have a lot of humans that we're educating and they're going to set all their life patterns, um, mostly thanks or because of us. And so it's up to us to, 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 to do the work. Um, and so what I do is I, I dived into Montessori when my little one was, was really young. And so that's how I started um, as an assistant Montessori educator, um, really doing this more at home. So I really did this at home and I just saw the huge potential that children have when, when they have the, when they're let, when they're let to explore, when they're actually have the right things in front of them, when they're actually stimulated enough, but not too much. And how little things tweaking them here and there can make a huge difference and very quickly by just understanding those few points. And this is where the more practical um, stuff I apply is really comes from Montessori, my own experience, but especially from Montessori. And um, so I do help moms with that, adapting the environment and seeing how we can tweak the mess at home, how we can sort of calm the chaos, etc. But the deeper stuff is really uh, like you mentioned, um, intuitive work. And so um, really looking inside and inward. And for some people, it's easier than others, but really guiding parents to come back to their own wisdom and come back to this intuition that we all have. But especially as women, we do have something really special. There is, there is something much stronger in a way. Um, men have their own sort of big pluses and we have our own. And intuition is something really strong that we do have and so I really guide moms to kind of get um, their big baggage just away so that they can actually feel and allow their sense to feel and and feel what's uncomfortable so that they can actually show up for their kids the way they want to and receive them fully like they maybe probably weren't received as as, as a child I think that's so interesting because um, 
for many of us, we parent the way that we were parented and it's not always the right way um, or isn't the easiest or best way to parent. Now, I may have some listeners who don't know what Montessori is or understand. So could you tell us just a little bit about yeah. basic foundations? Yes, yes. So it's really sort of child led. And so what does that mean is that and, and there's a lot of confusion, especially in the States, it's often like thought that Montessori is like Waldorf, which is not the case. So it's an edu uh, it's an alternative way of educating. Yes, but it's very different in the sense that Montessori is very structured. So you do have certain kinds of activities, certain kinds of um, toys that are encouraged, but they're put in a specific way. So there's not a lot of toys, there's not a lot of uh, activities, and the child actually goes and picks what 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 he needs to do, what he wants to do. And um, the, so if if you're in a school, the educator really is there just to show how things are used, and then the child does its own thing and they can combine things. But the best part about it is that it's all about um, senses and about touching. So for example, math, and I love that example because I wasn't taught like that. And I had really a lot of trouble when it, come, when it came to math, but the way they actually learn that is, so from already three years of age, they, they kind of like, have, they have used some mathematical uh, activities without know, knowing that it's actually about math. And they've understood the proportions, the numbers, but really by touching, by exploring, by feeling the sizes, the weights. And so when they actually grow up a little bit and they get to, to that part where it's more learning about math, they've actually, they understand better because they have it in their body. And this is the part that I love. It's about everything. It's really about using their hands and, um, and really letting them do and letting them explore and us as adults stepping away and asking ourselves questions, observing a lot, and just really seeing is our interference an interference or is it really helping the child? So that's, you know, how I would kind of give it a sort of basic explanation of what Montessori is. Yeah, I think that that's really an interesting um, way of teaching and completely opposite of the educational system in the United States. I know I'm a German teacher here as well, and I found that through storytelling, students really pick up the language a lot and you're not you're not telling them repeat this and do this and do this. You're just telling a story and then asking questions and they're repeating it back to you, but in the language. And so I can see how having um, kids explore, they probably pick up a lot more than when you sit down and say, you have to do this, this, or this. Yes, they absolutely don't learn like that. I mean, this is, this is not how they learn easily, at least, you know, it's so hard to sit down, especially for kids. Uh, it, and even for us, you know, it's not easy to be sitting down for that long. And, and I know that in schools, when they're younger, they do have times, especially when they're really young, they do have times where there actually is lots of activities, but it's, it's always the teacher that says what, what they're going to do. And, and, and it's the same here. So here in Switzerland and in Europe, it's the school system is pretty much the same many places in the world. Unfortunately, they haven't changed that much. Uh, and, and so I love when people try to do things differently and, and try to really make it so that that education is for the child and it really supports the child. And, and 
I had very strong feelings about, about school. I was a very, very good student. I, I loved school, but I saw how it formatted me. And so um, this sort of like child-led kinds of doing things is really sort of putting ourselves as adults outside and guiding them and not as, you know, being this authority figure as I know everything because children can teach us so much too. Yeah, you're so right about that. Uh, I know my children, when we went through the process of them growing up, I've learned as much from them as they have from me. So that is a very, very good point. We do learn from them. So if you have parents out there who are listening, and maybe they're struggling right now with online learning with their students, do you have any words of wisdom for them? <laughs> I know it's a struggle. Yeah, so I'm really more focused with, with younger children. And so with younger children, I mean, they do they do have to now do some online learning, which is really counterintuitive to what children are really there for. But um, so the online thing is really not my thing because I really try to stay away from it. And I do encourage moms to not use too much screen, but now you kind of have to. Uh, and so there is not much to do about it. But um Trying to really sort of see where the child's interest is, is so important and to try to really support that and give as much resource as, 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 as you can to allow this sort of interest to grow. And, and it's, it's difficult. And so for younger children, what is really important to be able to also yourself have time um, and not just be teaching, you know, being in sort of this teacher mode, because it doesn't work really well if you're not a teacher or if you're not used to those kinds of things, is really sort of having maybe some brainstorming about uh, where your child's at, what are the, uh, the skills he needs to, to, to acquire, and then looking at some activities where there is really more movement, where there is more discovery, where there is, where they feel involved. Um, a lot more than maybe sitting and let's do math, let's do, you know, counting and, and really sort of learning with, with things that they have at home and really trying to bring in the home environment so that they feel um, like, like they understand, like they know, like, oh, that's from my room or, or, or things like that. So that's for the younger ones, because for the older ones, I can't really speak of because I don't, that's not my, my specialty. So would you encourage parents whose children are having to do online learning to spend at least some focused time allowing them to be creative and doing other yes. activities. Yes, yes, because, you know, and, and we know also from studies, learning through screens is not as, as good as learning through actually doing things, researching and et cetera. So even when we're older, researching ourselves we learn so much more we remember I, I remember things that you know I had to present because I was passionate about it and because I did it not because the teacher was actually telling me all the things I was taking notes and so this sort of like doing which also comes back to these younger children this child-led it's the same you know teenage-led you know the, the finding the way that the the child the teenager really is what he's interested in and guiding him that they find also that they can find solutions they can find ways if they're older that it's not all you know mom or dad that, that, that do it but for younger ones obviously you know you have to provide the resources 
and you have to think about it. But observing is so important, observing our children to see, you know, and then you have to have the communication, especially also with older ones. Um, but observing where they're at, what they're struggling with, and, and, and instead of pointing out what they're struggling with, offering the actual um, resources, the activities are going to help them, but that they're interested because the least thing you, you want to do is really push a child to do something that they don't want to do because they're going to create even more, um, how do you say, um, resistance and they're not going to learn that. So you got to find, you got to be a bit creative and find ways to, you know, and also sometimes let go because there are phases, there are phases and, um, a child, for example, a young child who doesn't want to learn how to write, well, maybe there's something deeper than that. You know, what is the reason except for the skill, you know, um, the skill set you can see where, you know, has he had enough um, activities with his hands? Has he had the, the activities that you can do before actually learning to write that he feels comfortable? But um, offering other things than what he's struggling with can help them sort of feel confident so that then they feel like, okay, well, maybe now I'm ready to do this. I think that's a good point. My son always struggled with writing. He had really bad handwriting uh, and still is that's not a strength of his. And I can see because in grade school, his teacher would always say, well, you need to be working with him on how to write properly. And I would say, I don't know how to work with him. <laughs> because I've never taught handwriting. I teach high school students and I don't teach physical writing and he's right-handed and I'm left-handed. And when I try to get in there and help him, I don't know what to do. And I think that that's a problem a lot of people see in our current school system is, you know, teachers will say, you need to work with your child and the parents saying, I don't know how. Mm -hmm. Because we're not taught as parents, we don't, we're not given any sort of instruction manual saying, you know, here's how to keep your child alive or what to, you know, we just sort of yeah. go on what we're given by other people or advice we're given. And most of us, we sort of just get, it feels like you're dropped into a pool at the deep end and you don't really know how to swim and you're just trying to stay afloat. Most of this, that's what parenting felt like to me. Most of the time I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm, I think I'm doing damage here, but I don't really know because I don't know what I'm doing and no one's really telling me. So how can you help parents who might be feeling like they're struggling with parenting and especially not being taught certain things? And, and you know, when we parent, we usually just do what we knew right? What our parents did, like, why well, I just keep do, this is what my mom said, or this is what my dad did. And it's difficult because oftentimes we know that what our parents did wasn't necessarily the best mm -hmm. because when we learn and we grow, we realize, oh, there are better ways of handling that. Like I know for me, my parents, a big thing was if you keep crying, I'm going to give you something to cry about, you know, basically as a way mm. to get you to stop crying, right? That's terrible. Like you would never say that to your kids now. So do you have any advice for parents who might be out there going, I feel overwhelmed? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, with this pressure, there's so many parents there and lots of pressure on moms too. I see just on so many forums, so many groups, moms are really struggling with 
everything they need to do. Plus now they have to do homeschooling yeah. um, and not necessarily getting, you know, support from the partner, from the husband. There, there are, thank goodness, <laughs> you know, still like partners and men who are there and who are supportive. Uh, but I do hear this sort of, you know, bigger pain from moms in this point. And well, one thing I am so not a big fan of um, doing things the way we should do, you know, because there is often it just goes against what we actually should do because society doesn't teach us what is right, really. It doesn't teach us to listen to ourselves. It doesn't teach us to listen to our intuition. And it goes against that. It goes, you know, and this is what school often creates. It it creates this sort of, you know, pattern of thinking that we need to search for outside resources. So obviously right now, because parents are often alone, they don't have a big community They're, you know, and this is how society is set up in our cultures. We don't really have that support. So reading books is amazing. Reading books about um, conscious parenting, gentle parenting, all those different ways of parenting are, are amazing. And this is how I think a lot of parents also uh, introduce themselves to a different way of parenting. There's now tons of also um, videos on YouTube. There's tons of help out there online. Um, so when it comes to that, just, you know, when you start to follow somebody, you'll have other people that kind of come up and other books and other, uh, but the biggest thing is really um, to follow you know, what you feel is right. And sometimes it goes against what you, what society has taught you and not to also put yourself in this, you know, fighting mode as I'm going to do everything opposite as my parents did, because, you know, I, you know, was, I've felt so much trauma and et cetera, because often when we go into this fighting mode, exactly the opposite happens. We kind of like, there, there's still that trauma inside of us. There's still those wounds that we, we just can't do differently because it's inside of us. And so however, you know, we want to change and we want to change with, but with our, um, uh, the action that's not aligned, that's not in the healing process, we're not going to change much. Unfortunately, most of us can't do that. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed, what is important to do is to allow yourself to feel overwhelmed too. And especially as mom, we're trying to do so many things. We're trying so hard to, to just keep it together. We don't allow ourselves to feel like, you know, everything's falling apart. And it's okay because it's okay to, to let yourself feel that because it's not necessarily going to fall apart. It's just lots of our lots of mechanisms that we have um, that, that make us so that we don't want to feel what's uncomfortable. And often behind those layers, you know, of uh, shutting down and, you know, trying to keep it together and being this tough lady who's, you know, like really strong and can do everything behind there is pain, there's sadness, there's, there's those wounds. And if you allow yourself to do that, you can actually tap into something that is, that is so much deeper that's going to allow you to really grow and really heal from this really deep perspective. And that's going to be also much easier than to, um, to show up and, and, and do things in a much lighter way than, Oh, my to-do list. It has to be like this and, 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 and all this overwhelm, you know? Yeah, that's great. Now I know you said that you, you coach women in helping them 
And you were talking about earlier before we started the podcast that you have, you're starting a new group program. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about this. So I'm going to weave in together. So this sort of, so that's for, for moms who have younger children. So I would say about till the age of four or five, because, um, the way that the sensitive periods are during childhood, childhood, sorry, are actually, um, I mean, it's not set up, I'm missing the word. Um, it's really that you really have an impact that, that's easy and, and, and very big when they're young. And so in Montessori, we have this, um, this set of time where from between zero to three is sort of the basis of, uh, you know, that the child is really absorbed absorbing the environment and if there's some trauma if there's some things that are not right in the environment if things happen that are not quite right you're going to see behaviors that are um that are you know in quotation not right but there it's a sign that something's wrong that something inside of the child is off um and so any kinds of behavior that's sort of you know aggressive agitated or on the opposite very sluggish or very shy is a sign that something's a bit off and so in Montessori and this is I love I love that because I, I I've seen that in my child and I've seen that in other children you can sort of from the age of three to six you can sort of shift it and you can repair it still and uh, about uh, the age of six and seven things you know that's when things are sort of settled and then it's going to be harder to change patterns it's going to be harder to change to also gain skills and so what the program is going to be about is really sort of diving into uh, what does the child need and then how to adapt it at home so you know as a mom you're not feeling overwhelmed with like always picking up toys and just having a toddler who's not cooperative and then on top of that maybe a partner who's not cooperative just sort of like shifting those those things at home that can have a huge impact on um, the child's behavior too and then diving into deeper those those wounds that make us so that we react to our child it's really calming the chaos and that's how i called it calming the chaos at home and and in their head and diving into those two different sides of motherhood i love that i love that that would have been so helpful for me <laughs> i wish I, I wish i knew you back then uh, but you probably weren't doing that work back then so no <laughs> Well, that's awesome. So if somebody wanted to enroll in your group or work with you even one-on-one, -on -one, how can they do that? How can they follow you? Yeah. So I am really active in my group, in my Facebook group. That's um, called the Mom's Sunshine Group. Um, I've taken down my website because I didn't like what, you know, what it was really there for. So I'm revamping that and um, the program is going to be on, on Member Vault. So it's a, it's a platform for just courses. Um, and so this is where I'm going to be. I'm launching it in March, but all this, I'm, I'm just prepping it now. Um, and I'm also on Instagram under Sunshine Reconnect. This is just my, my um, business name. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So it, the best way to follow her then would be to go to her Facebook group or to Instagram. And I'll have the contact information where you can just click on them and join either group like either follow her on Instagram or go to Facebook so you don't have to write anything down. It'll be in the show notes. You can just go and click there. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on here today and for 
I think just making moms feel better that they're not alone and that, you know, mm. this is a crazy and chaotic time and there is help out there for them. So mm -hmm. if you had any parting words of wisdom for those moms out there, what would that be? Mm. That's a good question. For me, it's really, it always comes back to letting yourself feel allow yourself that space to feel and heal and really really truly listen to that little inner voice because it's always right you know and sometimes we need to you know go through a lot of struggle and suffering to finally understand that that our intuition is right and that that little voice that our gut feeling is there for a reason and that if we don't follow it well maybe some stuff are going to happen they're not going to be so fun for us yeah and and just really, really, truly allowing yourself to feel that and to feel that you know you have that intuition is so empowering. And I think women are starting to more and more wake up to that, to that power that they have. But um, it's something big focus that we may have even more. Yes, I love that. So true. It is so true. Your intuition will never steer you wrong. It's like having your own internal GPS. Mm. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you, Yelena, so much for being here with us today. I hope that you guys will go check out her Facebook group. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Melissa. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. The greatest compliment you can pay me is just to refer me to someone else. So thank you for those of you who've already done that. You can follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 6.30 Central in my Facebook group. If you have not yet joined my Facebook group, you can click on the link in the show notes and join it. It is a community full of positivity where we will celebrate your wins with you and also lift you up whenever you are having down days. So join us. If you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you will find the list of services I offer and you can purchase directly from my website and contact me to schedule your session. All of my sessions are done online through Zoom, so you never have to leave the comfort of your own home. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to check out my 10-day intensive self-love course. If you've ever doubted yourself or experienced low self-esteem, this course is perfect for you and it's so affordable right now for only $20. It will be going up to $40 later, so check it out while you can still get it for that amazing price. I hope you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.